Hello there. it isn't the consequences of my own actions or really inactions if you let's will let's put a pen in that yeah let's not don't don't put a pen in that um fellow podcasters who listen to this word of advice um update your fucking audacity every now and then if you use the audacity software it turns out when you upgrade your computer's os and you don't upgrade your audacity software eventually it stops working and then you spend an hour with your podcast partner trying to figure out how to do it on two different computers and it's a whole thing so just don't do it don't do it well laura specifically uses mac yeah. I have never had this issue, but I have not updated my computer ever. Yeah, that was that was a problem. So lesson learned, and I'm now I'm just passing it along to all the good people out there. Yeah. So in the uh meantime, whatever, what we tried to start talking about the first time we started to try recording like an hour and a half ago was we circled back to the us viewers. That's right. That's right. So this is take two, if you will. But yes, if you all recall from a, a recent previous episode, uh, we talked about how there wasn't like a word for the members of the fandom of SVU. And so we were trying to come up with one. We landed on viewers, which doesn't work very well because um, it's kind of hard to say. And uh, I realized in thinking about that, as I often linger on things after we've we've signed off of our little recording here, uh, there is no word for Star Wars fans either. So we spent some time talking through that, and we came up with Starzy Warsies. Starzy Warsies. Um, it's it's not as good as Trekkies. It's not quite as concise. A little bit more of a mouth, a little more mouthfeel to it. <laughs> But it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Oh God. Okay. Starzy Warsy Starzy Warsies. So welcome, Starzy Warsies. <laughs> God. This is Forzies Toasties. A Starzies Warsies. The happiest hoursies. The happiest of hours, if you will. Jesus Christ, that would be painful to say. Yeah, that would be a lot. It's um so yeah, it's Saturday, February eighteenth. <laughs> You're listening to episode ninety-four of Forsty Toasty. <laughs> Farsty Warsies, Starsies Warsies. <laughs> all of the things. Uh all of the things. My name is Laura. And I'm Atlas. Welcome. Holler. Happy hour. What are we still drinking? Oh my god. So we've, like I said, you guys, we've been at this for a fucking long time. So my <laughs> beer is now warm and I have since accumulated three additional drinks. So I've got a can of LaCroix here. I've got a bottle of water. I ma- went and made myself some ginger and lemon tea to calm my shit because I am so mm-hmm. annoyed and angry at myself b- yeah. over this whole technical situation. And yes, I brought back my beer, which is a Boulevard Wheat, because I had leftover Kansas City beer following the Kansas City Chiefs win this past week. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you've got a little Chewbacca koozie. I see. Yeah. It's beautiful. So yeah, I've got a very crowded little nightstand here. There is a Wookiee beer here. I was at a party and uh, at my friend's birthday party. Wookiee beer. I wonder if it's a North Carolina thing. But it was really cute because it had a, it looked like like one of those little ribbons, you know, that does the little crissy cross, but it was the bandolier. Oh. And it's called, it's called I Did It All for the Wookiee <laughs> by Divine Barrel Brewing. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Isn't that cute? There's one beer here that I know of off the top of my head that has a Star Wars name and it's called Death, apostrophe S, so Death's. Tar, T-A-R. So that th- mm-hmm. that's their way of getting around it, but that's one of the Revolution beers, I think. It's not one that I would ever drink because I'm a picky beer drinker, but Death's Tar. Yeah, I think this might be like a North Carolina thing because I saw out of the corner of my eye, I was like, that looks like a Chewbacca... Bandolier. Bandolier. Love what that. is What is up with this? Yes, and Charlotte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. I love that for yep. you. I always have my, my eye open. Um, this was a long way of getting to what you're drinking today, Alice. We c- circle back to that. Oh, yeah. I just got a throw a throwback, the Underwood Pinot Gris canned wine. Mm. I hardly sipped any of it earlier, thank God, because otherwise I wouldn't have had anything in the house. You don't have any other alcohol in your house besides that one can of wine? Mm-mm. Wow. I'm really passionate about health, Laura. Yeah, you. That's that just screams coming off of you. While you're sitting there drinking your canned wine, totally tracks. <laughs> so passionate about health. All right, housekeeping. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm still trying to like get back into my groove here. Um, we got this. I'm drinking my tea again. I'm trying to just calm my shit after being all uptight. So in mm-hmm. our housekeeping section, I just had a quick mention for the Geek Buddies uh, that I've been doing reviews with them for The Bad Batch. So you can find those on John Roca's YouTube channel, and I'll link to them in the show notes of this uh, of this episode. And then we got a couple little nice kafais. Kafai. 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 Kofi, I love saying that. I know, Kofi Co- and co-fi. Co- and coffee are so stupid. It's it's Kofi. Kofi, yes, Kaka. <laughs> so thank you to our lovely supporters who sent that in. That is very very kind of you, and we appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Jane and Kofi supporter. Some people choose to come through as anonymous, and that's fine. Bum, bum, bum. Do you know that whenever I donate to like a, a GoFundMe, I almost never do it anonymously because I just am like, I want credit. I'm always anonymous. I'm an, I'm a total asshole. I want people to know. See my name. I'm anonymous AF. All right. Caravan of fun facts is what I'm going to call this. Perfect. Laura did some really good research. Yeah, I'm good at some things. Um, I'm not good at updating the software of my computer, but I'm good at some things. And one thing I went and looked up was how many bottles are actually included in a standard box of wine because we were talking about this and we guessed three. And the real answer is not necessarily concrete, um, typically the answer is four. So if you're looking at like the black box or like Boda box of wine at a liquor store, it's four bottles are in there. But if you're looking at like a box of Franzia, which are considerably bigger, those are six bottles in one box. This makes me feel even more disgusting. Yeah. Knowing that a Boda box is 
four bottles. Very economical, though. I know, extremely, especially when we when we put it to use at Star Wars Celebration. I don't remember. Did we have Boda or did we have a black box? It's Boda. Boda. Okay, got it. Because I, I the downstairs go grocer had the Boda boxes. Fair enough. And I picked them up from that. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, good times. Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God, four. That's so disgusting. At the beginning of the pandemic when I was drinking way too much, I had like, I, as evidenced by some YouTube appearances, um, I had, oh, yeah, I hope those disappear from the ether. So um, I had like four different flavors of the Boda boxes just like in my fridge, like kind of with the little taps out. So I could just, you know, when I got bored, just drink wine four you had four in your fridge at one time did you have any room for food well yeah because my refrigerator was fucking huge but i didn't want to have to keep going because we were all scared remember i didn't want to have to make multiple trips yeah no so that's I fair just stocked up on enough stuff where i wouldn't have to go around people again for a long long time no that's fair we got really into uh like fancy cocktail making during the pandemic and one of the bars down the street here sent out like a newsletter with all the cool like drink recipes. And so we fucking stocked up our bar with some of the weirdest shit. So when you said like, yeah, I don't have any other liquor in my house. I'm just like, what's that like? I have like, there are like three bar carts in this house because it can't be contained. Mm. I mean, I've got some of the little fireball things still, but yeah. All right. Box wine. Yeah. A lot of, lot of wine. We learned um, stuff. Another thing re- searched by Laura is... Simple Cast is who we used to host our podcast stuff, and we were rattling off countries that it listed, and it, I guess, lists countries in ways that are not common for them to be listed as. Yeah, a little bit archaic, I think, maybe. Uh, I could be wrong, but this is just, and this isn't well-researched, Alice, just for the record. This is a quick, little quickie Wikipedia search. Wiki-wiki? Um, Starzy-warzies? Yeah, yeah Starzy-warzies. Did you hear how I almost said Wikipedia just by default? Wikipedia. Um, it turns out Sweden, which Simplecast identified as the Kingdom of Sweden, uh, Wikipedia said it is formally known as the Kingdom of Sweden. Sweden, in fact, does have a constitutional monarchy, but the king's role is ceremonial, and he does not have any real political power. So our listeners in Sweden are just like, you dumb bitches. Please shut up. And we will. But I just, for everybody else who was educated in America, like us two idiots, we learned something from this. Well, I'm just going to ask my friend's Swedish husband what he thinks of that. I would love to know the answer to that. I will text him during our before recap on tap. Yeah. Yeah. And he can be like, actually, that's all wrong. And I'll be like, that's fair. Because I didn't fact check anything. I'm going to go with it's fine to say Kingdom of Sweden. That works for me. Um, There was another thing. There was a weird thing with the Netherlands and how Simplecast identified it. And I didn't make a note about it. I don't remember. Uh, But I do remember looking it up and be like, do they have a monarchy? And I don't remember the answer. I feel like they probably do. Yeah, I don't know. I think they do. Just like just like a nonsense one that does charity work and owns a lot of land, I bet. Yeah, they're just a little fun, little funsy onesie royal monarchy. Yeah, monarchy sarky. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I need to stop that. It's just fun to like add in a little Starzy Wars ease Z's yeah. at the end of everything. All right, cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good fact. Sure. The Netherlands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's in our net. It just says the Netherlands. Yeah, that's that's as far as I got. And I got tired, I guess. All right. 
on to the news. Um, Star Wars Celebration London. There are some new announcements. Laura put in a list, but also we forgot about Mads Mikkelsen last time to talk about him. Oh my god, we did forget about that. Oh wow, we suck. That's funny. That's cool that he's going to be there, though. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Galen Urso himself. So our new list of attendees includes... Bay. Includes Bay himself. Ewan McGregor is going to be... At Star Wars Celebration London. We're very excited about that. I will not be getting you an autograph because I don't do that. So. Yeah, the one I was really surprised about was Billy D. Williams. I thought he was retiring from the circuit. Oh, did he say something like that? I wouldn't be surprised by that because he seemed to have really slowed down last time I saw him as C2E2. I think that's why. Like, I think that for some reason I was under the impression that that was going to be like... He was going to, you know, take a step back. It would be a well-earned break if he did decide to, ch- to do one. So uh, Billy D. Williams will be there. We also have Ian McDiarmid coming again. We've got Andy Serkis, I think, coming to the Star Wars Celebration for the first time. I know he played Snoke, oh. but I don't know if he's ever been at a celebration before. Uh, Rosario Dawson, Gwendolyn Christie, Ming-Na Wen, Eunice Suatamo, Silas Carson, and Aiden Cook. Uh, Silas Carson, I'm sure you recognize Alice, if you can think back to your trivia days. No? Not ring any bells? Ki Adi Mundi, I believe. Oh, duh. Yeah. And he played it, there's another role, too. Newt Gunray. Yep. Yeah. Good yep. times. I was about to say, I was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Fun stuff there. Good times. And who is this Aiden Cook person? Aiden Cook has done a couple of Star Wars films recently. He played two tubes in Rogue One. Ah. Um, and he was Bulio in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, he lost his head real fast. Yeah. Every time I hear Bulio, I think of like Rufio from Huck. You know, like Rufio. <laughs> Bulio. I can see that. I can see that. Uh for the record, yeah. I think Aiden Aiden Cook played like the he was like the puppeteer performer inside the costume i think it was actually mark hamill that voiced the character so right good times but yeah bulio so we've got some fun new guests coming i'm sure there'll be plenty more uh of these announcements spilling out the closer we get to celebration but that's our most recent batch i wonder how many of the autographs they do that like what percentage people want star wars reference stuff versus other reference stuff you know like how many people are going to go up to gwendolyn christie and be like oh my god wednesday adams or brianna tarth you know i would be willing to bet brianna tarth will come up in conversation quite a bit but yeah i'm like i it wasn't it just wasn't a massive role for her in star wars so and she was she was there and gone or like andy circus who's gonna be like oh my god Gollum. no i mean he's he's pretty fucking famous i feel like i mean he was in the like the black panther movies where we actually saw his face yeah yeah but like like versus saying oh andy circus snoke slash andor dude you know, like what percentage of his interactions are going to be people talking about Star Wars first versus them and something else first? That's a good question. I would be, I would be curious to find out, but I don't know how we would ever find out the answer unless we were to like DM Andy Circus, just slide on in to his DMs. We give them a counter, mm-hmm. like a little button, and it says Star Wars first, yes or no. And then anytime someone comes up, they just go dink yeah. or dink. 
They should have, I think they each have like a little runner, a little helper or something with them. Maybe they can do it. They can keep track mm-hmm. for us yeah. and report back. Questions that will never be answered. Yeah. Like what happens if you fall into a coma with contacts in your eyes? Wait, what happens? I don't know. Exactly. It'll never be answered. I'm assuming that nurses dig around your eyeballs to pull them out. I would think so, yeah. But, like, what if they miss it? <laughs> what if they poke you in the eye? I'm like, well, I think that's... Yeah, cool. like, what if it goes somewhere it shouldn't, and then you just have this crusty contact drying in your eyeball? Gross. You're... That's, I wonder about that. Eyesy ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> Contactsy waxies <laughs> in your eyesies ballsies. Ballsy. Uh, <laughs> Balls. God. <Okay. laughs> um, circling back to celebration now that we're done with <laughs> that. What is wrong with me today? Um, maybe there will be a movie announcement. People are starting to think Star Wars will talk about movies once again. Because it's kind of been a while. It really has. 2019 was the last Star Wars film that we yeah. got. And in the meantime, I think Marvel has released like 10 movies. So Probably. they didn't slow down. Um, but it's been really interesting reading some of this news recently where apparently Bi- Bob Iger is cracking the whip over at Disney and wanting to start focusing, I guess, more on quality over quantity and wanting to... I guess up the ante a little bit, but also trim back some of the projects that they're working on, or at least maybe spread out the release schedule or something. Or budget. Oh, yeah. No, I think and that's the whole motivation behind all yeah. of it, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Well, Star Wars has a lot more TV shows than Marvel does, even though Marvel's got all the movies. Well, and Marvel's got all those movies, so it's making money. It's like, I don't know how much money Star Wars is making when it doesn't have anything hap- in the theaters, but... It made all the money for a really, really long time. You'd think that there would be mm-hmm. some some reserves they could get some credit for, but... You never know. They could always just start re-releasing things for fun. Sidebar. Yeah. I saw Titanic in IMAX 3D oh my last God. weekend. How was it? Amazing. It was so good. I was like, wow, this is a great movie. I haven't watched it. Like, I haven't watched the whole thing probably since it came out in theaters in 97. Really? interesting it's my friend's favorite movie she was just like a blubbering idiot next to me like she was just losing her fucking mind and i was just like this is amazing it's so loud it's <laughs> 3d is so good everything is delightful it was, oh god it was a good fucking movie i'm shocked that you would even go see it in 3d since you get motion sickness so easy i was fine with it and plus it, it's all 3d yeah like, there's no non-3d option but yeah it was really really good and then i saw a really funny tweet because you know like when they're when the boat starts tilting to go vertical and they're all climbing up yeah and there are like people praying and stuff and the guys you know like doing whatever that prayer is like because i walked through the valley of the shadow of death da, 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 da. there was a tweet that was like oh i found a continuity error in titanic this movie was set in 1912 14 1914 whatever no 1912 you're right i'm sorry uh, whichever i always mix it up yeah. it was april 14th it's yeah it's okay. april 14th yeah that's it yeah <laughs> it, it showed that clip of that guy saying that prayer and it was like yeah, I found a mistake in this movie. It was set in 1912, and like that Coolio song didn't even come out until the 1990s. <gasps> no! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
Wait, though. It was, a, it was a joke on purpose okay. to rile people up. Okay. It was like an epic troll. <laughs> and people were like, that's Psalms. And then some people were like, oh, my God, yeah. Because some people are just idiots. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, perfect. This is the why. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was so funny just reading through those comments. I was like, genius. This is like an epic troll i went and saw titanic in theaters for some anniversary release of it i want to say maybe it was 20 years 15 years i don't know yeah it's remastered the cgi looks great um because watching it back like when we first saw it in theaters we're like well it's so cool and then i remember watching it a few years later and being like no it's like shit <laughs> but now that it's been remastered yet again and ready for IMAX and 3D. It was, oh, God, it was so good. Nice. It was a great movie. Well, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of making money off of old things, I really think that if Star Wars wanted to make money off of its streaming services, like, don't you think that it would be worth their time to do, like, important things like the season three premiere of The Mandalorian, for instance? Like, put that in a theater at, like, a civilized hour where adults can go after work or whatever mm-hmm. and actually watch it open like that opening night or like the night it comes out and like be among other Star Wars fans. Like I would find that to be a meaningful experience. I would do that. Yeah, or the finales. Yeah. The finales come out the weekend before. Right? Like in theaters. I, I don't know why that kind of just seems like a no brainer. So it's strange. Like I get that people if they have the option to sit at home and watch for free, they would. But I'm just like, I value that experience of being around other fans. So I, f- I imagine there are other people whose brains work like that, too. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, what they should do is they should start doing two-parter finales for everything. Yeah. And then the weekend before, have the option to watch in a theater just so it's worth the time. Yeah. The, right, for the cost that you can watch the final two episodes has one in a theater and you get to see it before everyone else on streaming yeah boom mic drop right money maker like this is a free idea right this podcast is free disney like we mm-hmm. could I, I don't i don't know man it's crazy but yeah we have so many good ideas and no one takes us up on them no. they're probably scared that we'll sue them maybe like we have any power to do that <laughs> oh yeah we're so smart and so good with legal stuff we know people who are lawyers i know lots of lawyers do star wars there's that whole star wars lawyer group that's right that's right and i've seen every episode of law and order svu several times so i know all the legal jargon and i've seen legally blonde like a million times both the stage and movie yo and i've seen tons of like psycho murder dudes who have represented themselves in court so if they can figure it out right unsuccessfully but a for effort then yeah we can do it too yeah, yeah. we can that's sh- that mm-hmm. if it ever comes down to it alice i think we're prepared good enough yeah okay all right so do you think there will be indeed a movie announced yeah at celebration i do yeah do you think it'll be like a series or just a one-off like or you know kind of like a game plan like oh project numinous you know but movies no i think it's going to be a one off because i have a feeling it's either going to be the taika watiti or if it's it's going to be the damon lindel off movie and as far as i know neither of those are supposed to be series it's supposed to just be one and i feel so i feel like it's going to be one of those and i have a feeling they're going to not 
they're going to give us a release date and then it's going to change. That's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Now, one thing, there are like a, a ton of articles that reference bits and pieces of this yeah. and all sorts of little things. But it was like, oh, yeah, we're going like out past the sequel trilogy. And I'm like, Ugh. I still don't care about that time past the sequel trilogy. I want Jedi. I want fun force stuff. Will Ray have built up enough fun force stuff, Jedi, for me to be like, yay? Well, I was going to ask that. I'm like, do the two have to be mutually exclusive? I feel like it's got, it's like a, it's the thing of like Cal Kestis and like that period of time between episode three and episode four of Star Wars, the Star Wars movies, where like there actually were kind of a lot of Jedi running around. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why could it not be the same situation in the sequel trilogy era where I'm like, it's not just Rey, even though she was like, I'm all the Jedi. Okay, bitch, you don't know that. Like there might be other Jedi <laughs> pumping around. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. That's <laughs> get over yourself and let's put a pen on that. Not the only Jedi guy. Um, okay, everyone, if you're questioning why we are sounding like this, um, Pedro Pascal, Sarah Live Skit, just watch it. Yeah, kindly see SNL, <laughs> Pedro Pascal episode. It was the there best episode. It was a reference. It was so good. It was so funny. That Mario Kart. The Mario Kart thing was fantastic. And the skit at the very end where the people are at the restaurant and not a single one of them can keep a straight face through all of it. And they're just oh, laughing through the whole so thing. Bad. It was, that was like Debbie Downer level like memorable for me that that skit will stay with me forever because they just couldn't keep it together it was great oh i liked the fan cam teacher one yeah that was really funny yeah. are you guys even doing this you are father and she has mother like what the fuck is wrong with kids nowadays lots of things um, lots of things yeah. yeah so many things all the things mm -hmm. um yeah i want like jedi force stuff and i'm just like I, I love High Republic so much. I even want to go back before High Republic. You know, I want like, I want Jedi Origins. I want whatever was before. I want, I want to go backwards, not forwards. Okay. That's fair. That was going to be my next question of like, if not the sequel trilogy era, era, if not then, when, you know? Yeah. I would, I would be fine with going back, but I actually have no preference. I really... I like the High Republic stuff too, but part of me is like way too afraid to ever see a single High Republic thing on screen because it just won't be good enough. And if it's not perfect, I don't want it. So I, I'm kind of like, maybe we just leave it. Maybe we leave it alone. Yeah, but there's like the old Republic that everyone's I don't want like, that. that game was so good. And I'm just like, no. Like the Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know anything about it. Allegedly, there's a video game that's supposed to be coming out about it i don't know about that but whatever we'll see i guess it depends on what it's about i don't know i think that might be i think it's suspicious that daisy ridley was just at lucasfilm and we've been mm -hmm. hearing these rumors i feel like there's a there's got to be a connection there or maybe baby yoda will be old enough to start teaching people things maybe like he'll be able to actually use words oh my god remind me to tell you something about fucking cataclysm when we're done here <laughs> okay <laughs> um okay um so the next item of news that we have 
is back to Star Wars television. Yeah. We're talking about Skeleton Crew. Um, So Variety just recently did a little piece on Jon Favreau because he's getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like, okay, good for him. Um, But in this article, they did a little mention of Skeleton Crew describing it as Spielberg-esque coming-of-age story set in the same Mandalorian era, the Mandalorian uh, show, but the characters from The Mandalorian are not going to be appearing in Skeleton Crew. So it's not going to be like the Ahsoka situation where there's crossover and Boba Fett. Like, it sounds like Skeleton Crew is going to be its own totally separate thing. Yeah, and I'm I'm still confident that it will be out this year. Interesting. Interesting. We're thinking positive. I have positive. full confidence. Yeah, I have full confidence. Um, I'm interested in it. I have no expectations because all I know is Jude Law. That is all I know about this show and that it's about children, question mark. Children could be 17. Children could be seven. I I don't know. Yeah. I also never made the connection that it's it's like John Watts who directed all the Spider-Man movies. And I forgot that John Favreau was in those. And I never made the connection of like, oh, that's probably how they two, the two of them connected. Got it. That's fair. Which Spider-Man batch? Tobey Maguire? No, the most recent ones with Tom Holland. Oh. That ended with No Way Home. Okay. He's buddies with all of them, and he plays Happy in the Marvel universe. So, good times. Um, But I, yeah, I I guess I kind of had suspected that it was going to be its own separate thing, but I I don't know if it was ever made clear before this article. And yeah, the fact that it's going to be a sort of coming of age story, I guess, makes sense if it's going to be children. But I feel like they have said very clearly, it is a show about children is not a show for children. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Like, to me, just something about Jude Law is weird in Star Wars. But I am. I feel like I'll be pleasantly surprised by this. Now, what I was most surprised about in the article is that Jon Favreau did Elf. I had no idea. Oh, my God. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Um, There was like a great Netflix series that came out this year that was like behind the scenes making of sort of docuseries about like popular Christmas movies. And there was a whole episode on Elf. And it was so good and so cute. Um, But yeah, he's I mean, he's directed some some good stuff he did swingers and he did what movie was i just thinking of iron man yeah (sighs) alas more tv mando's starting to like pump up the jam because mando's gonna be out in like 12 30 days has september no we're in february so 10 11 days from now yeah we'll have mando we're really close i'm really excited OMG. There is a new clip that came out today. Uh, just I saw it on Twitter. I imagine it was a, a TV spot that's released somewhere, but it's called Adventure, and it was uh, it, it was real cute. So there's like there's not there's all these like kind of little things that have come out. We really haven't seen like a ton more from this season's besides the two trailers that we got. Mm-hmm. Though I am grateful for the fact that like Bo Katan seems to be like pr- like appearing in more. The fact that yeah. she wasn't in that one trailer, like, at all was so annoying to me. But this adventure clip that has all the Mandalorians in it, like, she's in that in her armor bunch. And Isn't there, like, there's one point where she's, like, looking out a window and there's another point where she's got, like, her head in her hands. Yeah. Like, sitting on a chair, sulking. Yeah. That, that scene yeah. where she's sulking, I'm just like, I am so curious to figure out what's happening in this season with her because... She was left out of that trailer, and then now she's on the cover of Empire Magazine with Pedro Pascal. So I'm like, 
Okay, clearly she's like a huge part of this season. So I, I just, I, or maybe she's not because again, she wasn't in the trailer. So it's weird. I'm very interested to see how they're balancing the Bo-Katan content in this. They just want to keep it, you know, keep it secret, keep it safe. Which is fine, but I just really love Bo-Katan and I want all of her all the I, time. I feel like I need to watch, like rewatch Mandalorian and like his couple of T-Bot episodes oh you were not gonna do that i'm not gonna do no. it but i feel like i should <laughs> you know a lot of people should i i think it's it, it would probably be good to do a little rewatch but yeah no there's just there's no well, time there's too much other content out right now like even just trying to keep up with goddamn like bad batches a lot it's just that there are so many stupid things i keep forgetting okay i'm like like, I forgot how he got the Darksaber, and then I remembered that it was from Moff Gideon, and then I'm like, did Moff Gideon die? No. No. See, I can't even remember that shit. It was so long ago. It was like a million years ago. How am I supposed to remember anything? Well, there was a whole thing back in in January where John Colorado Esposito said something about how, like, his character is, like, rising from the dead. Like, that was literally, like, his exact words, which, like, he didn't die, so it was maybe that was deceiving, but... He has not appeared in any trailers or spots or anything either. So I'm like, if he's in it, it's got to be like very little, right? I have no idea what's going on. But there was the little clip and you put links to many a clip. Yeah. The little clip of the baby who loves Tic Tacs. He loves orange ticky tackies. Oh my God. The spinning in the chair. I just, I cannot. Little spinny winny in the chairsies. Oh God. <laughs> spinning in the chair. <laughs> and he's like orange tic-tacs. Use the farce. <laughs> Let's put a pen on. This is the why. Din Jarn <laughs> is talking to Grief Karga, and he, poor little Grogu is just in the ba- background bored. And it's like so funny because I'm like, was he already in the chair when the scene started? Because I feel like we see Din and in Grief walk in together, and all this Grogu's just there. So I don't know. I just I can't wait to see sweet little baby. Using the force to spin, I cannot. I simply can't. And get an orange tic tac <laughs> like RuPaul. RuPaul on RuPaul's Drag Race loves orange tic tacs. Example: When it gets to like the final three or final four queens or whatever, um, RuPaul does kind of a lunch with them, mm-hmm. and they go to a table, and <laughs> RuPaul's like, "Oh, are you hungry? Here!" And it's just a bowl full of orange tic tacs, and like. <laughs> She'll take like two and put them on her plate and just like look at them with a fork and knife. And so, so I'm just like, uh, whoever picked the orange Tic Tacs loves RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. They're paying homage to it. Um, But speaking of out being a little bit confused, needing a recap, Alice, there is a recap that Star Wars official Star Wars itself put out that includes some maybe necessary plot points and it includes some Book of Boba Fett content. And I'm sure that they were doing that just so they could capture those few people that are just like, wait, what the fuck happened? Sorry, he's back mm-hmm. with them. And I know that those people exist because they were in the they were in the replies to this tweet when Star Wars posted. <laughs> um, but you know, fuck them. So there, there is a recap. Maybe it'll be helpful. Maybe not. Probably not. Eh, I mean, doesn't really matter. No. Just oh, baby's back. Great. Outback Steakhouse has a commercial about that. Cool. Problem solved. Baby back, baby back, baby back. Right? Yeah. Isn't it Chili's? I think it's Chili's. Baby back rooms. Oh, yeah. I think it probably is Chili's. <laughs> um, whatever. 
And wanna be weird when the baby actually starts using words. Yeah, no, it's I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, that's gonna be really strange. I mean, he's gotta start using words eventually. Yeah. Or maybe they don't maybe his species doesn't start talking until they reach age a hundred and we will just never hear him speak. Or maybe his we'll hear like his first word and it'll be like da da or something. Mando. <laughs> Jarvan. Yeah. Dan. Shiny shirt. Or maybe, maybe he'll be full-fledged talking in whatever this movie is that gets announced at Celebration. Yas. Yas. They'll have to recast Grogu as a different puppet and he'll look weird. (laughs) An older puppet. Mm -hmm. He'll have a Mandalorian helmet. And he'll have a different voice. Uh Uh-oh. And Din will be long dead, more than likely. Unless. Unless. I don't know. I give up. I tried. Um, I tried in a not really sort of way. So yes, lots and lots of clips are afoot. Empire Online, because does Empire still do a print magazine? No idea. No idea. Well, I guess. Anyway, this thing you put up, I just looked at the article, but uh, Katie Sackoff is on the cover with Pedro Pascal. Being all Mando-ified. They look so cool together on this cover. I love it. I love it, too. It's a... It says it's a 20-page spread. hmm Which, that implies physical hard copy. Yeah, it must be a real magazine. Otherwise, like, I, I think the article did end with, like, it's on newsstands now, which is, again... <laughs> it's like, what's a newsstand? It's a, it's a physical thing, as I interpret it. Um, but 20 pages all in The Mandalorian Season 3. We got to get our hands on one of those at some point because I would like to read all of that. But this is a great little feature. They're like posting some of these little parts of this 20-page spread on in, online. And this one piece on, Kate, on about Katie Sackhoff and Bo-Katan is great. Mm-hmm. They, I guess, go to her fairly often for her like input on how Bo-Katan might act, react, behave to some things just because she's been playing her for so long and i love that rick famiyiwa and john favreau respect her and her knowledge enough to do that that's so cool yeah the other thing i found interesting and you wrote this down as well was that there are like five different chicks wearing her armor i love that to bring her life like five what like what are all of their specialties? She specifically talks about knee slides, and she said if there's any knee sliding, it's her. And I'm like, that's a, you know, like, what are you good at? Knee slides? Cool. The, of all the things that they would ask anyone to do, I would be like, you know what? I think I'm going to work on preserving my knees as a person who is over 30. I'm like, uh, that's crazy that she would be like, yeah, that's the thing I'll sacrifice for this. Like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, hell no, I'm going to have crazy bruises. I'm probably going to like rip skin somehow. Yep. It's going to hurt. My kneecaps are going to go all like cockeyed the wrong direction. Like this is not going to be good for me. No, I would to not. To do any sort of knee slide. I don't care what kind of shit I'm wearing around my knees. It No. So what are the other five doing? I don't, yeah. I wonder if like maybe there's somebody who's just like the sort of stand in when there's not really much for her to do except provide the voiceover because she's got a helmet on. There's probably mm-hmm. one for stunts. There's probably one for fighting. There's Katie Sackhoff herself, and I don't know what the fifth one would be. 
flying. Different kinds of fi- Yeah, there you go. Like, that's aerial stuff, I bet, is probably some kind of specialty. I don't know. Huh. I think we cracked it, Alice. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. Explosions. Explosions. Someone who's used to being around explosions. Yeah. So explosions, flying, fighting, standing around when there's no need to have her around. What was the fifth one? Uh, Katie Sackhoff herself. Because she said it takes five okay. people. She seemed to have been including herself in uh, that. Got it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Good job. Dope. So still on the TV uh, line of things, we've got The Bad Batch Season 2 airing right now. And this just came out yesterday that we're talking about this, that they already have Season 2 Volume 1 soundtrack out and available on music streaming services uh, such as Spotify. It's rather long. Volume 1, I think, only covers a couple of episodes, and it's like 40 tracks or something. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. A lot of music in The Bad Batch. On that note, because I will never stop screaming about it, Star Wars Rebels Season 3 and 4 still don't have soundtracks publicly available. That's ridiculous. And yet, we already have it for Bad Batch Season 2, Volume 1, which is currently airing. What the fuck? Alice. That's not only just ridiculous, that's redonkulous. It is an actual war crime against Rebels fans. Humanity. Yeah. It's a hate crime, really. <laughs> that's not, not to over-exaggerate or anything. not what a hate crime is. Well, I hated it. That is exactly my issue. I just need them. It's very simple. The tracks are out there. They exist somewhere on someone's hard drive. I just need you to put them on Spotify. Wild. For fuck's sake. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Makes me so mad. But what doesn't make us mad is books. Books. We love books on this podcast. We just love to read books. <laughs> oh my god, I love books. Books are so good. Like the ones by Ikai Johnson. Oh my god, she had had my books and those are really good. Perfect. Ah. So E.K. Johnston wrote a book. <laughs> it's called Star Wars Crimson Climb, which is really hard to say. So you have to slow down to say Star it. Wars Crimson Climb. Star Wars Crimson Climb. Star Wars Crimson Climb. It reminds, it makes me want to think crimps and climb, mm-hmm. like crimping hair. We are crimping hair. Her hair does look mildly crimped in this cover image, which is really the only thing we know about this book. We have the cover and we know that it is about Kira, who is on the cover, and her time at Crimson Dawn. This book does not come out for a long time. Um, it says October right now. That means December at the earliest. Yeah, that means pro- likely 2024. So we'll see you then, Kira. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm excited. Um, yeah. Next uh, next topic I found um, titled Liam Neeson and his big dick are tired of content. <laughs> so he was, he allegedly has a Big old dong. Schlong. Anyway. Yeah. Dong, schlong, dongsy, wongsy. Yeah. Wang. I just watched Austin Powers the other day, so I got <laughs> to hear the, all the scenes where it's like. Wangsy, bangsies. <laughs> I wanted it. I need to rewatch that and see how it holds oh, up. Oh, they do. It's so fucking funny. I love it. You've got to try a show on Netflix called Lunatics. Anyhoozy. Liam Neeson, one thing I love about him, he goes on Bravo sometimes. I've seen him Apparently, on Bravo. Apparently with Paul Rudd in this case. What the hell? Yeah. And so on Bravo, Andy Cohen, who created all the Housewives franchises, he does a show called Watch What Happens, 
Which is why that podcast name is Watch What Crap. Yes. I'm, to make yes, fun of it. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, sometimes Liam Neeson is on Watch What Happens Live, and he was happened to be on it with Paul Rudd, and some person asked a question like, oh, do you want to do Star Wars again? He's like, there's too much Star Wars. The magic is gone. Stop it all. No, I hate TV. And then everyone was like, we love how much you tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Liam Neeson. What the fuck? There's not too much Star Wars. Like, what are we talking about? The magic is gone. Sir, do you have any idea how many books, Star Wars books exist? There has not, if that's what your threshold is, there has not been magic since the fucking 90s. Like, good God. Well, and then he was like, yeah, it was really fun to say two lines in Kenobi with you in. And I'm like, yeah, damn straight it was. Yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun with that. No, we didn't. That was stupid. I was so annoyed with that. I wanted him. I was fine with it. I wanted to hear his voice more. I wanted him to be in it more. That was so ridiculous. That was like such a stupid scene. I was fine with it. Do you think at Celebration that there will be a season two announced for Kenobes? No, maybe. I would love to be wrong. Sincerely, I would love to be wrong. But no, I don't think there will be. You know what I hope happens? What? I hope there's an Andor panel. (laughs) And that... Okay, I hope you get the ticket to the Andor panel. I know, we talked about this last episode. It'll happen. And I hope you do a switcherooskies with someone else to get into a different panel. And then I hope for some ungodly reason in the Andor panel, they bring out Ewan McGregor and announce Kenobi <laughs> too. And then you're like, fuck. <laughs> that would be just my luck. It truly would. That would be really funny. No, but seriously, if there will be an Android panel, I will get a ticket and I will get rid of it because I do not care. I do not care. Or, you know what would be funnier, actually, is if they do that, they do the Andor panel, I skip it because I get rid of my ticket, and then they, like, like Hera is going to appear in Andor, and that is announced, and the actress comes on stage, and I have to just, like, sit there in London and not and try not to kill myself because that would absolutely ruin my entire trip if something like that happened and I missed it. I don't really know what this means, but I hear people say it. Like, is this what a Sophie's Choice is? Yes. Where you're going to have to pick? Like, do you go to Andor or do you do a Tradesies? Because what if you miss something at the Andor? I know. I know. Do you know what my other issue is already? Because I I didn't think about this. There are sometimes, like, not late night panels, but there'll be, like, a 6.30 p.m publishing panel or Mm -hmm. something that happens and i hate that they do panels that late and i booked a i think i told you this i booked like a gen tour yeah the gin like a bus tour and it starts i think at 6 30 and i'm just like what if there's like a high republic panel that's late and i don't go because i have this gin tour thing booked and that was like 80 dollars and i missed some like huge high republic thing which is like the number one thing i'm going to celebration for like i I have so much anxiety about this trip already. We're not even close to it. It's so dumb. How long are you going to be out of the country for? Uh, like two and a half weeks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a solid time out. Oh, it's a solid vacation. I'm really excited. All right. Last up in the news. So when I was digging around and I Googled Star Wars news to see what I could contribute to our episode outline, I came across something and I was so disgusted that I couldn't not put it in the outline and i just wrote this is so disgusting looking (laughs) Uh, and then put the link i don't know what you thought you were gonna look at laura 
But the title of the article is uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Voyages Now Offering Just One Dinner Service Each Night Due to Low Attendance. And when you click the link, do you want to describe what emotions you felt, Laura? Now, I've actually seen this before. So I have to kind of think back to when, like, all of the media people went and they were posting all of the pictures and stuff. Um, because what we're looking at here are tail-on shrimp, massive shrimp from the looks of it. So I guess good for them. Um, but they have been colored blue Ugh. so the tails are like still pink they're still a natural color for like some reason pinkish re- translucent partially cooked and then they're still in a cocktail sauce yes there's some yellow something that looks like deflated balloons, balloons yes that you make balloon animal dogs with mm-hmm. and then like maybe a tartar sauce or a cocktail so smoke in the middle some greens that are also sh- i don't know it, it just looks disgusting like i know Slash knew there was blue shrimp, but seeing the picture this fucking big, I'm just like, oh my god, this looks like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. There's no way you could even like pay me to put any of this in my mouth. It is awful. <laughs> I hate everything about it. This is not natural. Like it should not even be an idea. Whoever had this idea, I hope they were fired. It's wild. It's gross. So then it's so fucking gross. Anyway, so Laura, I know you went down a rabbit hole after looking the looking at this monstrosity. What did you discover? Can I just make one observation about the shrimp really quick? Is like what if this yeah. is what like old chiss dick looks like? Old oh, chiss gross um oh it's like okay if chess were maybe if they were playing um maybe if they were cannibals you know and they had to like make like weird jerky Mm -hmm. out of each other's bodies yeah it could be fingers could be ears it kind of looks like brains a little bit like it's like a chiss brain yeah, disgusting. Okay, let's not. No. Um, so what, yeah, what else in your rabbit hole that you went down did you discover? Well, the rabbit hole that I went down was solely based on, it was all links within this one website. And the website is, okay. Uh, I'm not even sure what this website is called. Walt Disney World News Today. For all I know, these people are just a bunch of haters and nothing that they say is actually legit. I truly don't know because I can't be bothered to go and look. I think it's probably like that other one, like that behind the magic. Inside the magic, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of haters. Um, And it seems like that. So I just kept going deeper and deeper into their website of like going through these links. I, number one, until you posted this in our outline, the list of things that I have forgotten existed starts and ends with Galactic Star Cruiser. I completely forgot that this was even a thing, number one. Yep. I have not given it a single thought in months. And to be honest, I'm kind of happy to hear, according to this website, which may or may not be legit, apparently it is not doing well. Like, there is... We live in a period of time of, like, super high inflation. This has been going on for, like, a year and a half. Disney mm-hmm. should be ashamed of themselves that they're still... They still have the balls to charge what they're charging for this. And it turns out yeah. now that I don't, it, for, according to this article, at least they don't have enough people to fill the star cruiser experience to have two dinner seatings. So now it's just one t- down to one dinner seating every night instead of two, which means people who can upgrade to sit at the captain's table 
uh, you only have, there's only one chance to do that now instead of two each night. Talk about a bust. Like, Jesus Christ. They're going to have to redo that whole, well, A, way too expensive. Yeah, it is. B, I bet it already looks kind of dingy. C, they need to reroute what it's built around. Like, I think they should go, I think they should maybe go like higher public style with it. Have it be something people don't recognize. Oh, like change the story completely. Yeah. Yeah. Change the theme to it and don't serve those ungodly blue dick shrimp. Yeah. It really is unappetizing looking. It's like so funny. Like, I bet they're delicious, to be honest, but I would still be like hesitant to eat them because I'm like, I don't want my mouth to be all blue. Like, you know that you're going to be looking around like you fucking ate a blue raspberry Jolly Rancher all night if you eat that shit. Like, I cannot. You could not pay me to put that in my mouth. Are you not a shrimp eater or do you just not want to eat the gross blue shrimp? I don't like cold shrimp and that looks like cold shrimp. I only like cold shrimp. I don't like warm shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like cold shrimp, but even if it were warm, maybe if it were fried, if it were fried in blue blue breadcrumbs maybe. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd I'd eat it. Okay. But okay. not like cold slithery blue shrimp. Ugh. Oh, it's just not. That's it's it's Like if if they'd taken the tails off, it would have been less bad, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, then you'd have to grab it with your fingers. And you would get blue shit all over your fingers. You know that that's why they left those fucking tails on. I just realized it right now. Which means if it's getting all over your fingers, it's getting all over your mouth. I'm not leaving dinner with my mouth blue. Laura, there is a thing called a fork. Who eats shrimp cocktail with a fork? It's meant to be finger food. I don't know. I don't eat shrimp cocktail because I don't like cold, nasty shrimp. I love shrimp cocktail. I love. Honestly, I would love it. I would still. I would still eat it, and I bet it's really good because at least you're down there by Florida, and the shrimp is probably fresh. And you just leave dinner looking like you just blew Thrawn. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the captain. Remember, the captain of the Halcyon is a chess. Oh God, Jesus. <laughs> Wait, is he chiss or is he just blue? Like, is he just a different I think blue it's, alien? It's a, it's a, I think it's a chick. Mm. I think it's a chess chick. Hold on. Captain of Halcyon Chess. Riola Kivan previously served his quartermaster on the Halcyon, was assigned to Leia Organa's personal, okay, during her honeymoon voyage. Yeah, that might not be the same one. But it's a blue chick with blue hair. Yeah, 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 that's her. Okay. No, 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 she's Pantoran. Oh, okay. Well, same thing. I mean, or same effect, I imagine. Probably not, no. <laughs> <sighs> Stupid. You had the color right. Disgusting. Yeah. I think that brings us to the end of the news, unless there are any more fun facts about the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser you would like to enlighten us with. No, that was pretty much the gist of my rabbit hole, was just that nobody's going, and they're having to cancel dates and combine people's cruises, like, combine them on different dates so they can actually fill the place a little bit. I'm like, it's kind of sad. Allegedly. I don't know. Again, you guys, this website might be bullshit, so who knows? Sucks to say. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have recap on tap. We'll talk about the batch of the bad. And then we'll carry on and wrap up episode 94. Bad batch. <laughs> the bad batch. Recap on tap. Be right back. Let's put a pen in that. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> 
are back. Recap on tap. We have three fucking episodes of The Bad Batch because they did a two-part mid-season finale and then immediately started the second part of the season with no break. What is the point of a mid-season finale with no break? I actually kind of like that they didn't have a break, um, but you're now that you say that out loud, I'm like, yeah, every show that's on like an actual network, there generally is, in fact, a break. So Right? Like, they could have taken a break before Mandalorian and come back after Mandalorian. Oh, that's too long. I wouldn't have... I'm, I'm glad we're getting through it and getting... I don't know. Getting it over with. I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> yep. All right. So, parts one and part two of this mid-season finale, it's clone conspiracy and trust and consequences. What? What? Basically, it is on Coruscant. Senators are like, Army, what do we do about Army? And they're like, oh, no more Camino. Let's conscript people, but Army and stuff. Yeah. Um, Masa Meta is in it, and Chancellor Palpatine is not in this first episode. He is in part mm-hmm. two. Um, that was a fun little cameo to get the Senate himself back up in here. In animated form and have Ian McDiarmid voicing him, but we had we did have Masameda and Admiral Rampart sort of in bed together on this like defense bill thing that they're trying to pass so that they can create the stormtrooper program and get rid of the clones. And of course, Chuchi's in this one. I think she's yeah. in this one. Senator Chuchi. And where do we know Chuchi from? She was in the Clone Wars uh, in a couple of episodes. She's the was the Pantor, very young Pantoran senator. She's obviously a little bit older now. Oh, speaking of Pantorans. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a... I'm trying to think of the episode. I have an episode in my head of where she was. Well, they're wearing coats. They're in a cold environment. The one where there are people on spikes. Or they use spikes. Maybe. I don't remember. I just remember Ahsoka had a really cute coat, and I think Chuchi did too. Ahsoka always has cute coats. She does. She gets the cutest outerwear. Good on her. Yeah, but funny enough, this episode seven, there's no Bad Batch, no Omega in this entire episode. It's pretty much just an episode of the Clone Wars, which I have no problem with. Fine by me. Yeah, I like having a little bit of a break. Yep. Uh, let's see. So we got Chuchi, we got Pomlo. Good to see her outside of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. We got Bale. Always good to see him again. Who usually voices him in cartoon form? Um, it's I think it's the same guy that voiced him in the Clone Wars. It's Phil Lamar. Mm-hmm. It could be wrong. That may have been. They may have sort of mixed it up every now and then. But it's always so weird for me to hear him and it not be Jimmy Smith. I know. Yeah. <sighs> it was. There was something about the voice. His voice that threw me off a little bit in this episode. I was like, what are, what are they doing? This was a. It was a choice. Yeah. Nice to have him back, though. Um, we also have the clone. His name is Slip. He's sort of our main clone character in this, and Chuchi is trying to get him to like testify against Rampart at the Senate, and he's like, no, so he's on the run. Uh, and there's an assassin after him, and when Chuchi finds Slip, finally, he's like, well, if you can find me this assassin, and these people can find me too, and then, of course, the assassin does find him and kills him. But before the assassin can kill Chuchi, Rex saves her, and he finds the assassin, pulls his helmet off, and whoopsies, the assassin is a clone. Whoa. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, 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 no, no. 
I really liked that plot twist. I didn't see it coming at all, so that was kind of fun. Um, and then the the assassin clone kills himself because he has like an electric tooth or something in his mouth. Like shit. Nice. Yeah. Like a cyanide. Yes. Muscle. Yes. Exactly like that. Love it. Baller move. It's kind of sad because she's like clone rights. Ah, unionize retirement. Camino gone, and they're like, oh, eh. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad because the clones still want to fight. Like, they don't want to go into retirement. So this is, uh, it's sort of a lose-lose situation for them, mm-hmm. I think, either way. And it's it's very sad. Yeah. Plus, they're aging double time. They right? are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aw. But then we get into Trust and Consequences, uh, episode eight, part two of our mid-season finale. And we are back now with The Batch and with Omega. Yeah, I don't remember why they show up again. <laughs> because Rex has to come into the picture and ask them to come to Coruscant so that they can be back in the show that is named after them. Mm-hmm. Rex is like, this is your show. And they're like, that's fair. Let's let's do a mission to Coruscant. And so Rex introduces them to Chuchi and Echo is just like, hey, I'll testify for you. And Hunter is like, bitch, please, you cannot testify. You are a wanted man. And you are also, you're also supposed to be like dead. So you just... You just can't come back to life to testify in front of a Senate. Super dead. Which, okay, this jogged my memory again, where I was like, I was like, how the fuck did this happen? The Bad Batch, I was like, wait, they saved Echo and they know Rex. I totally forgot they were in the final season of The Clone Wars. Yeah. (laughs) That's like where, did we meet them before that? Or was that where we met them? I think that's that's where where we met them. them Because I, in my mind, I forgot that we even met them before their season one. Yeah. Like, I I totally forgot about it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's this new thing, The Bad Batch. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Rex was there when they got Echo. So, mm -hmm. The mission that Rex gives to them in episode eight is to go basically uh, get their asses onto Rampart's Venator, his ship, and find the like backup command log so they can show proof to the Senate about the attack on Topoka City. Which, like, why the fuck would Rampart not erase that? Like, come on, that's that's it, it's fine, but like, come on, boys are stupid. They really are. Um, Omega also volunteers at this point to like be a guard for Senator Chuchi because they're like, oh, you're doing all of this like investigating. You're definitely in danger, and so Omega's like, I'll protect her. And for some reason, no one has a problem with this. Nobody questions it. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's fine. <laughs> Maybe no one will suspect her. I I don't I don't know. I don't really know what skill set she has. Apart from the little bow and arrow from the cat people. I don't know. Do we know how old she is? Because no. she's older than the Bad Batch. She right? is. Yeah. It's not clear, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. I truly don't know. I have I have no idea. I was like, oh, you have a like fancy poncho now. Cool. Yeah. That's, it was kind of cute in that it reminded me a lot of like Padme and Ahsoka in like some of those Clone Wars mm-hmm. episodes where like Padme yeah. was sort of showing her the ropes and of what she does. So that was kind of cute. I'm sure it was supposed to sort of remind us of that. But beyond that, I'm just like, this is a weird, she's your protection? Okay. We also have the com- the return of Hallie Bertoni, who is the Camino senator. Um, and, or maybe she was a Camino senator. I don't know. but Something. Something yeah. like that. Some sort of representative for them. So her and Chuchi have a good talk. And Bertoni tells her that, like, Rampart's been embezzling money for, like, a year. And Lamasu was an arrogant fuck. And... That's why all of this happened, and Chuchi needs to, like, get out of this because it's dangerous, and she needs to mind her own business. And Chuchi's like, nah. <laughs> nah. I will 
not Parapanana. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Um, so long story short, Rex, Hunter, Echo, and Wrecker, and Tech all make their way on Rampart's ship. They get the shit that they need. They give it to Chuchi. Chuchi plays the video in front of all of the Senate of, like, the destruction of Topoka City, and it's really sad. Oh, it's um, so sad. But also a very cool effect. It looked very, very cool with them, like, playing the big hologram. Like, shit, that was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and then we enter Palpatine. He comes into the Senate chamber from yeah. below, and he has Rampart arrested, and he says that the clones gotta go because they just blindly followed Rampart's orders. And, um, yay, we have a stormtrooper program now, and I get everything that I want because I am this in it. Annoying. It was, like, kind of weird and creepy to see him again, though, because I was like, oh, shit, Palps is up. Like, he looked scary as hell. I'm just like, how were people, how were, like, all of the senators and stuff not, like, man, there's, like, something, like, really wrong with you, right? Like, it's not just that you're, like, an evil guy. Like, there is mm-hmm. something happened to you, and it's weird that that never comes up in conversation. Yeah, and, like, why does he never get a fancy robe? Like, why does he actively select to just have a dingy black, like, Jedi throwback robe to cover his face and not something fancy? Like, Masameda has the cool staff. He's got, like, shiny gold threads. He, like, you know, he's on point, on fleek, whatever, on trend. And then Palps, he's like, yep, I'm in charge of everything, but I'm just going to, like, put on some trash bags and call it a day. Yeah, I'm just going to wear this dusty fucking Sith robe. Like, be more obvious, man. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Like, put on a... Put, you know, get, like, a shiny sheriff necklace, Mm -hmm. like, back in, you know, like, they the tutors would wear that's like oh look the shiny necklace with this design means i'm just kind of like add a flair add, add add something to yourself but it what like there was something cool about seeing him again yeah i enjoyed seeing him mm-hmm. again I'm, i am i wonder if that's gonna be the only thing we're gonna get palpatine wise in this season because like he was in the trailer mm-hmm. for this season but i can't remember if there was like more more palpatine to come or not yeah. but i wouldn't be surprised if that's the last we see of him in this season at least yeah Probably. Yeah. Uh, One more point to hit on before we move on to episode nine. Echo leaves in this episode with Rex. And it's so interesting the way that they did it because it's clearly something that they talked about off screen and Omega and us as the audience all have to find out together. And it's like really, it's really strange to me that none of them are just like, you think Omega might be like a little surprised. Maybe we should like kind of treat this as like a weird Maybe we should kind of be there for her. But they're all just like, all right, bye, Echo. And they walk away and just leave Omega to be like, but, but, but what? Like with their big sad eyes. Yeah, because they all met Rex before. And she's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? And then that leads me to think, well, what the fuck kind of adventure do Echo and Rex go on? I know. Because Echo's not in Rebels. No, I'm like, can we see that? Yeah. I'm. T- this is what I said. I'm like, when we watched this episode, or when we, this episode first came out and he left, I was like, mm, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I'm scared for him. So I, I don't yeah. like that he's not with the group. I don't like that, that we can't see him. I don't think they're going to kill Echo off off screen, but like still. I mean, he's not with Rex and Rebels. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, something happens. Sad. But that takes us to episode nine, The yeah. Crossing. Well, so that that two-parter mid-season thing, that was a good, it was a good bundle. Yeah. It wasn't as like punchy. It wasn't very, I didn't feel it was very much of a like punchy 
mid-season two-parter thingy um, overall, but it was good. I I did like that it was more Clone Warsy than Bad Batchy. Yeah, I liked getting to spend time on Coruscant. I mean, like some of those wide shots of Coruscant are so pretty. I mean, like mm-hmm. daytime, nighttime, it doesn't matter. It's Coruscant is just gorgeous, so it's always fun to see it. Yeah. I love Bale. Mm-hmm. Good palps time. I like Chuchi has sort of taken up the mantle as like Senator Amidala. She's like our new Senator Amidala. Even her hair kind of yeah. look in like her head pieces and stuff look a little bit like Padme. Yeah, you're right. Senate time was good. Clones in the club. That was good. <laughs> Clones in the club. All the things good. Clones in the club in the club. Trying to think of like what was that song? So like love in this club. I wanna make love in this club, yeah. In this club, <laughs> like I wanna make clones in this club, yeah. I'm like, cause you can't make them on Camino anymore, so you make them in this club, yeah. In this club, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, yeah. I liked the tone of it. The tone was more purposeful. It was, and this is one of the things I've complained about about this season with Geek Buddies is that like the whole overtone of last season was like protect Omega. There was like a big grand mission to like protect Omega, and. I don't feel like we have a big grand mission, or at least I didn't until now. Now this stuff with like the clones, all the stuff that's happening with like the clones at large seems like a sort of a big deal, but I'm I'm just kind of missing like the big overall stakes above everything this season. Yeah. But this season or these, this like sort of mid season finale upped the ante on that a little bit, which I appreciated. Well, it did until episode nine. Yeah. And then we're just kind of back to mission of the week, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So because it, it kind of like the episode with Cody that kind of lends itself to, well, what happens to everyone? And that's a good overarching theme to tackle. But we can't just tackle it. <laughs> no, no. We have to go um, search for minerals or something. Yeah. So this episode especially lost me as far as attention span. Here's what I remember. Omega has a drill, and it's like a weird shaped drill, and she's drilling into something kind of neon that has a weird texture to it. Because I was like, mm, if you're drilling something that's hard, I don't know if it would look like that. Anyway, and then their ship disappears, and they're like, fuck. That's all I remember. You don't remember the Lion King? The whole part of the that I thought was like going to be Wrecker getting mufasa in the gorge during the Lion King moment? I was like legit scared for him. Um, with the space antelope. You don't remember this part? Tell me about it. Okay, so they lose the ship and they're like, well, shit, we got to walk now. We have to walk like 24 miles or something. And they're like, well, let's get to walking. And they grab all of the Ipsium in that case. And then they like see this giant, they they hear it first. Hunter, of course, hears it. And all of these like space antelope run into the scourge and are chasing them. And they have to try and outrun them. And of course they can't. So they shoot the grappling hooks over and they climb up, but they drop their big heavy case and Wrecker has to go pick up the case. And so he jumps down and he's like lying on the ground, like amongst the antelope that are like running over him. And it just was very Mm -hmm. Lion King-esque. And I was just like, please do not make me watch the death of one of these guys in the scourge, a la Mufasa. I would not appreciate that. And then there's a giant storm cloud and it like chases them into a different mine and they lose their Ipsium because it gets struck by lightning or something and they have to get more Ipsium and yay, Omega finds more Ipsium, except Tech is a dick to her. And so she storms off from the group and 
Tech is basically just like, hey, man, Echo was, we were a group, we were a batch of the Bad Batch before Echo was part of this, and we will continue to be the Bad Batch until the show is canceled, so, and Omega's, like, pissed off about that, so she runs into the cavern. Yeah, I remember the storm cloud, I remember her, they're like, oh, she's sad about Echo, meh. Um... And then I remember them going to, like, a little town that was a nothing burger. Yeah, it was abandoned. Um, So that was sad. They finally get out of the mine. They finally, after, of course, Tech and Omega have a little heart-to-heart and uh, makeup. Echo's still gone. The spaceport they're at is abandoned. They try to reach Sid to be like, hey, can you help us? And she's like, <laughs> no, fuck off. And she hangs up on them. And so they're just, like, sitting watching more storm clouds roll in and it cuts to black. So... That's where we leave it. Huzzah. I actually really liked this episode. I thought it was so pretty. Like the blue clear water where like Tech and Omega are having a little talk. I was like, shit, this episode's cool. It's just cool to see. And the music was really good. There was like the Western guitar. It sounded a lot like a The Last of Us soundtrack. It was cool. I I could not hold attention. I was watching all three episodes back to back and I was just like, okay. And I had to rewatch the first one twice. You know, if you like, maybe if you like watched them when they came out and you kind of just did it like one at a time, you wouldn't have to force yourself to sit and watch two at once. Yeah, I should probably do that. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> I just couldn't. But yeah, I really wonder if this is going to go season three. Oh, I bet it will. I bet it will. So it's, it's uh, 16 episodes in this season? In this season, yes. How many were in the first one? Do you remember? I don't remember. I want to say it was about the same number, but I couldn't tell you for sure. Let us see. Yes, it was also 16. Honestly, it's like if there's going to be a season three, I'm sure they're already working on it. Like, it's got to be probably almost done and in the can and ready to go. So, I don't know. Maybe that'll be announced at the Andor panel, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What if the batch appeared in live action in the in Andor? I would watch that. That would be really creepy. What if they're part of like a three epi- one of the three episode arcs? That would be fucking cool. I kind of don't know about seeing them in real life. Like how we would feel about that. Well, like how would it be if like, would it just be Tamara Morrison? Like, all right, you stand here, cut, and then we'll move him to the side and he stands there and he says the line and cut. And then we go back and he just has to, pill- he has to play like all of them in one yeah, scene. Well, I mean, he can't because none of them look like him. No. Yeah. Like, they all got weird genes. But they're supposed to look like him. They could just fuck up his face a little bit with CGI. I mean, Wrecker's face is like, and Tech's face is like, <laughs> you know. And then the other one's like fucking Rambo. Your um, sound effects are like the perfect description. Like, if nobody had, uh, if somebody listening to this had never watched The Bad Batch, they would know exactly what these dudes look like, I think. Thank you. That was perfect. So I guess <laughs> episode nine will have a part two. I don't know, man. Yeah, clearly they got to get off that planet somehow. Well, you do know because you've seen them, but I guess I, I don't remember anything about them. Seriously, I have no memory of what happens next. So, did you see through episode fourteen? No, or 13? thirteen. I didn't. I didn't okay. get a chance to see fourteen. Everybody else mm-hmm. or all the other reviewers did, but not me because I fucked it up. Good job. Yeah, yeah. It's a major, <laughs> it major accomplishment yeah. on my part. Yep. All right. Bad batch. I'm ready for Mando. I am too. Let's do it. Yeah. You know what I'm not ready for is having to talk about Bad Batch and Mando. That's too much. I don't appreciate it. I wish we could have spaced this shit out a little bit. We can just talk about Bad Batch if we feel strongly about it. That's, yeah. It can be a little quickie. Recap on, mm-hmm. recappy on tappy. <laughs> Recapsies on tapsies. 
Starzy Warsies. Um, sh- <laughs> should we talk about some listener emails and tweetsies? Indeedsies. Yeah. We got a really nice email from our friend Solo uh, about celebration. And so I need to actually sit down and make a timeline um, because I want to try and figure out when we're going to start getting real announcements about real shit, like what the big panels are. And I realized that I can just scroll back through the Twitter account and the Instagram account for celebration from and just see all their past posts. So I'm going to do that and be like, okay, two weeks, that's when we get our tickets and three weeks, that's when we get the panels and four weeks, that's when we get the panel registration, whatever the fuck. So I'm, that's what my goal is. Um, but he had emailed because I think it's his first celebration and he was just like, tell me what's up. What's the hot gossip. And I was like, I'm, I'm on that. I can do that. Noise. Yeah. Um, he sent us a very nice gal- happy Valentine's Day message. And oh, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Well, I hope the next uh, I hope the next celebration is like East Coast or Central. Watch it be Australia. I like it being I like it being in Europe. I don't mind it. Um, I the only thing I do mind is not being able to have more more of my friends there. But that's okay because I'm gonna have lots of friends there. Did I tell you that Matt's coming from Blue Milk? <gasps> He messaged oh, yeah. me. He like wasn't gonna go. That was the the whole thing was that he wasn't gonna be able to go, and he actually is able to go now. And I'm so excited. Hell yeah! Yeah, so great. Love that. Yeah. In terms of other listener emails and tweets and stuff, we got some like just randomly this week. It's so funny because this is episode 94. We talked about convergence in episode 90. So I was like four episodes ago and we're just this week like getting some really nice feedback from people about it. Like I've had mm-hmm. we've had two people reach out to just be like I really enjoyed the convergence recap. Like shout out to you and i was like thank you so much we worked really hard on that um so yeah shout out to dan and listeners dan and michael for sending us some really nice notes um on twitter about our convergence review we really appreciate that okay cool anything else one thought on battle scars really quick i um started watching the cutscenes from fallen (gasps) order because i started listening to our advanced copy of of uh Battle scars, and I was like, mm, I feel like I'm missing some like vital backstory here. So yeah. I went and started listening or started watching the cutscenes. The video that I'm watching is fucking three and a half hours long. It is holy fuck, way too long. Um, I'm only an hour into it, and I'm like, okay, like this is fine, but I really do not want to watch four hours of this. That must be a full gameplay. It, I don't know what it is. It's it's very long. So if people have recommendations of like other cutscene videos. Please, that aren't four hours long, please send those to me, like good ones, because I want to get the gist of what's happening in this game, but I can't, I cannot devote four hours to this, my god. That seems like an entire gameplay. Yeah, I think it is. But it's it was like the first video that came up, and it had like millions of views. So I was like, okay, well, this must be like a good one if this many people have watched it. So I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day, as we should ask for suggestions of... um videos that would do a catch up on fallen order uh and and then another thing with battle scars too is for some reason i kept thinking Marin was like half a night sister because she's the only one left and she looks more like a normal person okay but she's full night sister oh really okay yeah she's full night sister just she looks like a normal person because in clone wars and cartoons they're very like their body shapes are different not human yeah and in fallen order she's very human shaped fair enough they're exaggerated like barbie exaggerated with the waist and the legs and all that well yeah yeah um but yeah she's it's more 
realistic of a being in the game. So yeah, I'll finish that book eventually because once again, good job me. I finished my House of the Dragon book. That was it. Now that. It wasn't. It was close. It was, close. It was really close. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. It's that last bit that I'm missing. Um, yeah. Shall we move on to... Trivia Wivia? Trivzias. Trivzias. Trivs. Trivs McGibbs. Trivzies. Trivzies Trivzies Okay. <laughs> How many questions? <laughs> Let's just do three. Okay. What type of creature prompts Han Solo to growl? Point that thing someplace else. An Ewok. Yay! Whose first line in Return of the Jedi is, Yoda will always be with you? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ding, ding, ding. Who else, besides the Chancellor and Senate, does Anakin Skywalker claim loyalty to after the Jedi Purge? Padme Amidala, motherfuckers! Bing, 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 bing! Three out of three. I won. Nah, 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 nah. I won. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, question number one. Who orders Queen Amidala's party to use ascension guns to take quick to take the quick route upstairs? Panaka? Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, question number two. Who claims to be not very good at telling stories? This is not a prequel question. Not very good at telling stories. <sighs> Can I have a hand? It's in A New Hope. At the beginning, I believe. Kenobi. Uh, C-3PO. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, question number three. How many years after Anakin won the pod race is he assigned to protect Senator Amidala? is so stupid this should be a very easy question he's in what's the time difference oh my god from phantom menace to attack i know 12 it's 10 years 10 <laughs> Shit, i couldn't remember clearly oh well yeah well at least i got one you did please you did get one all right um limb watch i'm not paying attention to limb watch i'm going to rely on our listeners to tell us about limbs being lost yeah let us know if anybody lost a limb this week in star wars the last two weeks in star wars i don't believe they did i don't think anybody lost any limbs in the bad batch none of the books that i've read have lost any limbs i'm sadly still yeah. not staying up to date with the high republic comic run which apparently i think there's like nine issues out now i'm like jesus christ i'm way behind i am also, I haven't even started them yet. I haven't finished phase one yet. Um, which it's so easy to get through them. I, I know. don't know why, but life's, you know, busy and stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, what to expect from our next episode? Uh, it will be out March 7th. Mm -hmm. We'll have the Mando premiere by then for season three. Yay. Yay. 
we will have bad batch episodes 10 and 11 um and maybe we'll say some words about battle scars that we did not edit out of this episode yeah maybe Um, we'll share some initial thoughts that aren't spoilery yeah all right let's get to it last but not least toast to toasting to this week I have to raise a toast to the Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I'm not really a sports person, but I did end up watching the entire game. So yay me. Did you make the buffalo dip? I did not make any food here, no. It was, we just got some beers and fucking ate garbage or whatever. So, but I do love buffalo dip. I'm sad that I didn't eat any. Did you have a Super Bowl watch party or anything? No, I don't care. Okay. Um, my second thing is that Party Down, one of my favorite TV series from like back in 2011 or something, um, is coming back for a third season and I'm very excited. Um, sadly it's on Stars, which like who the fuck has Stars? It was always on Stars. That's right. It was on Stars. You can now watch seasons one and two on Hulu, but sadly you cannot watch season three on Hulu. You have to get Stars in order to actually see season three, which premieres February 24th. Stars is worth it. Okay. So I was wondering why Stars had the pink little bow tie on its app. Yeah, that's for, for Party Down. It's so cute. Yeah. Stars has the Philippa Gregory novel TV shows that are super good, like the White Princess and the White Queen. I saw that. Okay. I was scrolling through the app the other day. The Spanish Princess. Got it. They are so good. Make sure you watch them in the right order. But they're so good. Jodie Comer is in one of them. Yeah. She's amazing. They're very, very well done. So I recommend the Stars app just for those. Good to know. Good to know. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned it or not that I started watching You Season 4 that came out on Netflix. It looks like you did too. And you, you liked it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Rose really didn't like it for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. It's just different because he's not the problem as much. Yeah, not as much. Um, yeah. But it, spoiler alert. Sorry. No, that's not spoilery. You could have said something way more spoiler than that. Um, but I'm excited for part two nonetheless. That comes out in March. Uh, Alice got me hooked on The Last of Us like official podcast. I started listening to that. I am really enjoying it. I'm probably going to take a break from it because I'm going to start listening to Battle Scars, the audio version. Um, mm. But I really have enjoyed listening to that, like their official uh, audio counterpart because it's it's a really well done show. So thank you for that. Yeah, HBO is great companion podcast. They really do. Um, and yeah, overall, like I feel like I'm finally just like getting back into a headspace where I'm like enjoying Star Wars again, or like getting it. I'm getting excited about Star Wars again. I feel like I've gone a really long time, and Andor had a lot to do with this, where I just like did not care. And the High Republic didn't have a lot coming out at that time, and we were just having to endure that show. And I feel like with the High Republic stuff we're getting now, and with Mandalorian coming back, I've and with Celebration coming up, I feel like I'm finally gearing up to like be excited about it again, and it feels good. Yay! Yay! What are you toasting to, Alice? All right. So I wrote that you was also very good. I watched it all in one day. It was pretty easy to do. Um, and then my second part kind of goes hand in hand so I've been working on ever since I got back from Christmas like making sure to go on longer walks with the dogs Mm -hmm. you know like checking my Fitbit steps and stuff because I was like oh at dad's you know it was like over a thousand steps every time I did a loop but it's like 700 when I do a loop here so I've been doing longer loops and I set my goal to be 6,000 steps 
which I can accomplish. Like, so I feel accomplished. But because I'm doing all these longer loop walks with the dogs, I need more things to listen to and I run out of podcasts. So I started going and I was like, oh, what are all the top podcasts? Because like these murder ones sometimes aren't funny and get boring, which is like kind of awful to say about murder, but whatever. Um, Or I'm out of this or I'm out of that. Anyway, I came across Girls Next Level, which I recommended to you by Holly and Bridget from The Girls Next Door, which is how Wednesday got named because Bridget's dog Wednesday was called anyway whole to do uh i'm loving it they talk about their background at the playboy mansion has girlfriends and then they're starting to get into recap every episode of the girls next door i'm not watching along with them but i just like listening to them talk interesting yeah i listened to the yeah. first episode and i'm enjoying it it's like their little intro they're not recapping yeah yet but it um it's interesting to sort of get already they're not even really getting into the meat of it yet and it's interesting hearing them sort of talk about their experience yeah, and like what their lives were like yeah. their day to day, because it is not at all what you would think. I did watch that show back when it was on. I remember watching it and enjoying it. Um, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. Does Kendra ever come on the show? They don't talk to Kendra. Really? Got it. No. I never liked Kendra, but evidently the producers, they feel liked Kendra the best and gave her the best edits. They, I mean, I she's already her. on, she's like on E, I think still. Like she still has her own show on E where she like sells real estate or some shit. She's on HGTV. Oh, is that what it she is? She real estate and like brother versus brother okay. or something. Okay. Um, But yeah, she's on HGTV now. Her life is very different because she had her own show where she was marrying that football player and oh, that's right. all sorts of stuff. But I never cared for her. I didn't think she was fun at all. And Holly is a huge Star Wars fan. Oh, that's, I think I knew that. I think I've seen some of that. Yeah. She like, she shows up on my TikTok every now and then. She's like, she's been on TikTok for a while. She's a huge Star Wars fan. And Bridget is really into paranormal activity. Mm. Like ghost hunts and stuff. Sweet. Uh, yes. So that podcast is really, I'm enjoying it. It's great for the dog walking. And then my last thing is we have five weeks until the return of Yellow Jackets. All hail the Antler Queen. We are so close. It's going to come. It's going to happen so fast. I can't wait. I can't. I like absolutely cannot. Like, I mean, they post stuff too. They're so good at posting things. Like, oh, guess what this is? And I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's the airplane door on a cabin? Tell me! Why? 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 And everyone's just like, oh, it's this. It's this. And you're like, ah. This is why I have to avoid the Reddit because someone inevitably will be right. And they might be right about something that once I think about it, I don't like it. Mm. You know? So I'm just like, I'm going to back off. I'll read the theories after each episode. No, that's fair. I'm like, call it a day. But... Come on, Yellow Jackets. Almost there. Yeah. I think I'm going to take that day off and just, like, sleep in and, like, prepare myself to watch it three times in a row. I'm annoyed because I think I'm going to be, like, abroad for a couple of episodes when it comes out. And I'm, like, a lot of times you can't watch some of that stuff, like, internationally. Mm -hmm. So I'm concerned that that might come up again. Like, I remember when I was in fucking Portugal and the Mandalorian season one premiered and I could not watch it. I was so angry. It was so dumb. I was like, I had to be out of country. The week fucking Star Wars show came out. All right. That brings us to the end of episode 94. Betty. 
Thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed. Um, send us emails, write reviews. We like the reviews. Hit the five stars, share the word, whatever. Retweet, re Instagram story, blah, blah, blah. Help us get found. Yes. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can interact with us on Twitter or Instagram at Force Toast Pod. It's the same handle on both platforms. You can also email our show at forcetoastpod at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, including but not limited to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. There's a whole list on our website. Find that at forcetoastpod.com. Bye, Zies, out of its little slot here, gross. It uh, turns it off, and I just am like, whatever, it's fine. We like to slide the slaughter and pull it out the slot. We do. We like to use the slot around here just to be safe. It's really the safest option. <laughs> I hear there are lots of slots in <laughs> Vegas. Did you ever watch Beavis and Butthead do the universe? Yo, you look like you're in a horror movie. You're going to have to turn a light on in your room. Oh, shit, really? I'm sorry. <laughs> it did get dark while we were sitting here. Oh, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs>